Rusty Quill presents A house divided against itself cannot stand Unless it's got really good scaffolding Toxicity is not a synonym for complicated Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio listeners i hope you've had a good week the forums have certainly been alive with theories and thoughtfulness and that's been incredibly exciting i worked through the week sort of chronologically i spent most of friday at the car posh with oliver he's been trying to teach me how to arrange a bouquet but it hasn't been going particularly well the flowers i favor are all funereal he says whatever that means oh well i currently have one of my creations on the windowsill over in the kitchen corner of kitty's shed and I love the way that the white chrysanthemums look with pink carnations, even if Oliver says that that means fond grief and remembrance. A bit of a tangent, sorry, but I brought the flowers back on Saturday afternoon, and that was the first chance since the segment in the early hours of Thursday that I had a chance to sit down and properly have a look at the forums, so it was the first time I saw the post from Showcaller Emily about the way the forums seemed to be structured. I didn't understand a lot of what Emily said, but thanks to a lot of helpful forum users in the comments, I was able to decrypt a lot of it. For those of you who don't check the forums, essentially what Emily said was that none of the coding makes any sense whatsoever and somehow it seems to be connected to the radio itself. In some parts of the code, Emily could hear the skipping channels. That being said, it's all constructed around pretty standard HTML, which makes the usual sense. She said another way to look at the whole thing is through the lens of the arcane, and apparently when you look at it that way, the whole thing is like a very complicated and multi-layered tapestry, with each user representing their own thread, and each interaction they have with others binding those threads together. In some places the weave is incredibly thick, in others it's held together by a few tenuous links. Emily thinks she can tell apart which threads belong to people like her who have, you know, died and which belong to living users because the threads belonging to living users spin off beyond her reach and those belonging to the dead curl and twist into nothing space anchored to nowhere ends frayed but somehow not completely this is all of course really interesting but it doesn't actually get us very far in terms of understanding how all the stuff works when i look through the seeing glass i can see those shimmering threads emily was talking about in the arcane all of them trembling with connection I've seen those kinds of broken strands too, but I can't think where. It's all very strange. There was that moment in the impossible house where I could just see things the way I can see them through the seeing glass. I've not been able to do that again. I don't even know how to begin to try to, to be honest. Things on the forums through Saturday and Sunday were very forums focused, with everyone trying to piece together what Emily's description could mean without getting very far with it. And then, on Monday, someone posted this... flyer, I want to say? They scanned it into their computer and posted a picture of it. It's like an informational leaflet. At the top, there is a lamb standing on a plate. Its face is happy, but there's a knife in its chest. There are lines coming off it, and dots. I think it's supposed to be a magic lamb? I don't know. Beneath the lamb, there are the words... Heed the scaresmongers in a sort of semicircle. Part of the page is torn. I can't read all the words, but at the top of a small paragraph is a sentence in bold that ends with the word questions. Under that, I can't tell what it's talking about. It mentions family and children together and scarcity, and there, right at the bottom, the last thing I can see. One with the one. 
It must be the one who walks here and there. It has to be. Jean Archivist, who posted the flyer, also scanned the back of it, which just had the words, the small door beneath the golden clock. By some stroke of luck, Kitty checked in on the forums on Tuesday and spotted the flyer right away and said it was connected up with what she'd heard with people going missing in York and these rumours about this arcanist meeting place of some sort, especially considering the phrase, become one with the one. That was when another user, Denim Archivist, chimed in and said that there's a golden clock on Coney Street in York and there is a small door down near it on the side of the three store, but they'd always figured it was completely blocked off as it's badly maintained. It's even got a hefty barricade across it. However, Denim decided to go back and check the door out in the early hours of Wednesday morning and found that it was, in fact, open. They didn't want to get too close, so they didn't get a good look inside, but someone had hung a small wooden ornament over the doorway. They couldn't be sure, but it looked like it was a lamb with a knife in its chest. I think they found the secret meeting place of this arcanist group that Kitty was referring to. I got Oliver to read through everything and he was pretty unsettled, I think, but he has agreed that he'll come with me to have a look at it and we're going to go next week and I'll take all of you faithful listeners with us just on the off chance we actually get inside. Oliver didn't seem very keen on the idea of actually going in, but I figure he's indestructible and the only time I have a record of anyone trying to kill me, it didn't last very long at all, so I think we'll be fine. There's a chance these people know something about the man in the flat cap that we haven't yet come across and that's an opportunity that's just too good to... Anna! I don't know what you think you're playing at. I... Uh, what? You can't just decide to go and spy on people, Sam. It's... it's not decent. It's not normal. Anna, this morning I really liked my coffee, and I made all the furniture in the room hover about three inches off the floor until Oliver noticed and it all crashed down and three plates broke. We're way past normal. And I've only got two plates left. Oh, well, Kitty has. Man, she's going to kill me when she gets back. At least that will stop you from going gallivanting off to wherever you think it is you're going to do God knows what. I'm going to York and we're going to talk to some of these people who have the funny flyers, that's all. We? Oliver and I. Right. God, Anna, you're not still weird about it because he's a major arcane. I'm weird about it because he's a liar and we don't know what he's planning or involved in. For all we know, he's a part of this cult thing you're going to investigate. He's not, though. No, based on, you know, the vibes. I would say not. The vibes? Oh, your thing! Bathsheba, Anna, did you just acknowledge that you can tell when people are telling the truth? So these people with the flyers, it's some kind of cult. A cult? No, archivists don't really do cults. What? Why are you looking at me like that? The microphone? Anna, no. Spirit Box Radio is not a cult. Whatever you say. When are you going to York? Next week, I told you. Yes, but when next week? Uh, Wednesday? We can get there by 11.30. Oliver says he knows somewhere we can go before it's time to broadcast. Broadcast? Yeah, we'll be doing the whole thing on Spirit Box Radio. Is that a joke? Um, no. Why on earth would you try and smuggle a microphone into a cult? I, well, I can't just leave the faithful listeners out of it, can I? They want to know. Leaving them out of it is exactly what you should do. If I was one of them, I'd thank you for it. I mean, you kind of are. Oh, I am not. You listen pretty much every week. How did you... Well, I'm hardly faithful, am I? No, I suppose not. If you're going, take this. 
Thanks. What is it? A button mic. I use it for Zoom calls, but you can have it. You can put it onto your T-shirt so nobody can see it. At least that way, these people in their secret cult aren't going to go to pieces when you barge in with recording equipment, at least. Oh, thank you. It's... it's nothing. Just... Sam, promise me you're going to be careful. I promise. And I'm going to be fine, Anna. I'm not some kid anymore. And I'm not as useless as everyone thought. I never thought you were useless, Sam. What was it, then? You're... you're vulnerable. And you still are. I'll be fine. And my boyfriend is some immortal magic thing. It'll be fine, Anna. I suppose he does have that going. He could probably take a lot of bullets. Bullets? Anna, I'm going to York, not the Wild West. I know, I know. I just... A hug! Yes, well, uh, take care of yourself, all right? I need to get home. Guy and I are looking at another wedding venue tomorrow, and I... Well, I thought Kitty was going to be there, but... I suppose not. Oh, Anna. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's fine. I could come if you want. I'd probably make a lousy bridesmaid, even though everyone is pretty desperate to get me in a flower crown. You'd really come? Yeah. I don't get it, but it's important to you, right? It is. Does he make you happy, Anna? Yes. I don't know. Anna, what? You're marrying the guy in six months, and you're not sure if he makes you happy. I know, I know. It's just... He's lovely, you know, but... But? Well, the other day I happened to mention that I find it frustrating that he never does anything spontaneous. And when I got in from work this evening, he announced that he'd booked for us to go bungee jumping this weekend. Uh, (laughs) What? Bungee jumping? But he's never mentioned anything about bungee jumping or any extreme sports before, and... He was lying. Well... Don't you think it's a little odd? That he's apparently a secret adrenaline junkie. But is he? Because whenever I've asked before, he's always said he likes things quiet. And he wasn't lying then, either. Ah. So that's why you're really here, right? Your magic mojo sent you in a spin and you can't put your finger on why. Sam. No, it's fine. Uh, Do you want me to come tomorrow? Yes. You hesitated. Oh, Sam, I I just... get it, I get it, it's fine. I don't know how to explain the... the new scars and your hair and... It's fine. Wait, do you even want me to come to the wedding? Of course I do. I just... I will find a way to explain this to Guy. I will, but... Oh, I don't know where to start, and the first viewing is at nine in the morning, and that doesn't give me a lot of lead time. Why don't you just tell him I got struck by lightning? I want to tell him the truth. I mean, obviously, I have to before I marry him. You don't need to do anything you don't want to do. I'm not ashamed of you. Of our family. Of who we are. It's just hard. I know. It's fine. I said it was fine, didn't I? Yeah, but it's not true. Maybe not forever, but for now? Yeah, it totally is. I... Thank you. Just... Find a way I can be at your wedding without needing to wear makeup over these scars that'll rub off and chiffon, okay? Won't you? I will. I'm worried about you. What's new? Please, just be careful, won't you? Of course. Now go. You need to go placate your darling fiancé. Go on!
Good night, Sally. Night. <sighs> well, on that note, I suppose it's probably best for me to wrap things up for this evening. If anyone else has seen any of these scaresmonger flyers, do let us know on the forums. The more information we can get about this place before we go, the better, I figure. Good night, faithful listeners. I will speak to you next week from York. Distributed by Hanging Source Studios under a Creative Commons non-commercial share alike 4.0 international license. This episode starred Pippin Major as Sam, Alex Palibra Richardson as Anna. Find more info at hangingsourcestudios.com and consider supporting the show on patreon.com forward slash hanging studios for early access to new episodes and shiny bonus content. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Tune in. Get spooky.